Hi, I'm Andrew Sylvester. I'm one of the ministers here at Chatswood Presbyterian Church. It's my great privilege to read God's Word and, and think about that with you on this Easter Sunday. Before we do that, let's pause and pray that God would speak to us through his word, which is given to us. Dear Lord, we just thank you that we can gather together this Easter Sunday and remember the great news of new life again. Help us to be reminded of the hope that is there in Jesus and the life that he brings, which he showed us through rising again from the dead. And give us the courage to live our lives in light of this hope. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. The question I have for you today is, do you want to be a hero? As I say this, I know that there are two common responses to the question. Of course we do. Or, it depends. In a sense, of course we all want to be heroes. We all dressed up as superheroes as kids. It didn't matter if we were boys or girls. There was a cape around our shoulders until we heard, no capes. Look at our movies. They're all about heroes. Our books are about heroes. Even our romantic songs are about heroes. My generation would sing, I can be a hero, baby. But I reckon you really show your age by how you finish the line, we can be heroes. You can either say, or if you're a bit older, you probably want to say, just for one day. Every generation, every gender wants to be heroes. But those who say it depends know being a hero comes at a cost. That's why you might say it depends. Being a hero can be hard. Heroes have to face their fears. Being a hero can mean danger. Being a hero can even cost you your life. That's why police, mums and wives, always remind their husbands, don't be a hero. They know it might cost their life. One of my greatest heroes is a man called Dawson Trotman. One day, it was at the end of his Christian camp, he was on a boat and he turned to the girl next to him and said, oh, can you swim? She shook her head, no. Soon, they hit a surprise wave on the water and despite his best efforts to keep her safe, she was thrown into the water along with him. He kept her head above the water until the boat was able to circle back around. He helped lift her into the boat where she would be safe. But when the friends turned to lift him in, Dawson had sunk down. He couldn't be revived. What a hero. But it came at a cost, didn't it? So why would we want to be heroes? Being a hero comes at a cost. What could motivate people like us to risk our lives to be a hero? This Resurrection Sunday, I hope we can see the answer to this question in the passage that we've just heard read. This book we're reading uh, in the Bible called Hebrews, it was written to a, a, a people group not so different from us. They, they were people who feared an uncertain future. Not World War III, but to Jews who had put their faith in Jesus. They were worried about persecution from their friends and families. They were being pressured to reject Jesus. And up to this point in the letter... 
the authors reminded them that Jesus is the fulfillment of the Old Testament. He is God. He's God with us, who understands our struggles, who saves us, who gives us eternal life. And they've been encouraged to have faith despite fears. And now in this famous chapter, chapter 11, the author has encouraged them that faith is being certain of what was promised, being certain of what God has promised. And the author has given many examples, examples of people who lived by faith, examples of heroes who lived and died trusting in the promises of God. From verse 32, we're just at the end of this long list. And the author tells us a number of other situations where faith won over fear. When they had faith, victories were won. And amazingly, people by faith even received their dead back to life, their dead children back to life. Imagine that. Wouldn't you want your loved ones to come back from the dead so you could spend a bit longer with them? Let's read from verse 32. From verse 32. And what more shall I say? I do not have time to tell about Gideon, Barak, Samson and Jephthah, about David and Samuel and the prophets, who through faith conquered kingdoms, administered justice and gained what was promised, who shut the mouths of lions, quenched the fury of the flames, escaped the edge of the sword, whose weakness was turned to strength and who became powerful in battle and routed foreign armies. Women received back their dead, raised to life again. That's pretty amazing, isn't it? Pretty amazing. Would you like that to happen to you as well? Is that what faith is like? These are great stories we're reading from the Old Testament. This is how the living God acts for those who had faith. For those who were sure that God would act how he promised. The living God would defeat death. There would be faith winning over fear. However, as this climax continues in this chapter, we see that for many heroes, their heroism came at a great cost. Some people died at the hands of the enemies, never giving up faith. They had the opportunity to be released. If only they would recant such faith. But they wouldn't. And one such story of the Jews in a Jewish book outside the Bible, it recalls this Jewish history under the Greeks. It tells a story of a mother and seven sons who refused to give in to the pressures of society. They loved the living God too much. They couldn't do it. And so their oppressors set out to torture them, to torture them so that they would recant the faith and so others would see how weak they were and they would surrender too, that everyone would give up on the faith. So what the Greeks would do is they they would stretch them out on a rack and beat them and then stretch them again and beat them and stretch them again until, well, hopefully you get the picture. However, one by one of them stood firm to the end. And it was recorded that one of them on the rack said, you dismiss us from this present life. The king of the universe will raise us up to everlasting renewal of life because we have died for his laws. Why did they do such a thing? Why were they willing to pay the price to be heroes? Why were they willing to trust God even though it meant death? Well, the author here tells us. He tells us it's because they looked for a better resurrection. Let's read from halfway through verse 35. From verse 35. 
There were others who were tortured, refusing to be released so that they might gain an even better resurrection. These weren't the only ones who looked for a better resurrection. Many others were killed for their faith as well. Some were publicly humiliated for the faith. And many were cast out from their friendship groups, from their community, from society, just for standing on God's promises. They trusted the living God would give them life, yet they lost everything. They lost their lives. And why? Again, it was to attain this better resurrection. Not a, not a resurrection like those first heroes, where they would come back to life and die again. This is everlasting life. Why? The author tells us more that this world was not even worthy of them. They were made for a better place. The world wasn't worthy of them. They were made for a better resurrection, a better new life. Let's read from verse 36. Verse 36. Some faced jeers and flogging and even chains and imprisonment. They were put to death by stoning. They were sawed in two. They were killed by the sword. They went about in sheepskins and goatskin, destitute, persecuted and mistreated. The world was not worthy of them. They wandered about in deserts and in mountains, in living in caves and in holes in the ground. That's, uh, that's pretty tough. The author, though, he reminds these people, he reminds that these Hebrew Christians that these people, these heroes of the faith, had not received what had been promised. None of them had received this better resurrection. None of them had received everlasting life, never to die again. None had received this world free from sin because God had planned something that was even better, even better than they could have imagined, planned to make them and everyone who puts their faith in Jesus live forever in the promised better resurrection. God's people would be made perfect. Let's read verse 39. 39. These were all commended for their faith, yet none of them received what had been promised, since God had planned something better for us, so that only together with us they would be made perfect. The Christian Hebrews, they, they knew the promises of God. They knew the promises from the Old Testament and they also knew the fulfilment of those old promises. Where's that fulfilment? It all comes down to today. It comes down to Easter Sunday, doesn't it? When Jesus rose again on Easter Sunday. So that resurrection is no longer just a promise. Jesus rose that resurrection and that resurrection has begun. Christians know that just as Jesus was raised from the dead, so too will we be raised, raised to a better resurrection, raised to be made perfect before God. And Jesus said it clearly. He said it clearly. You can see the verse on the screen. Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? The Apostle Paul says it too. Just as Jesus was raised on that first Easter Sunday, so everyone who relies on him will be resurrected into that better resurrection, never to die again. In 1 Corinthians, Paul writes, By his power, 
God raised the Lord from the dead, so he will raise us also. All those brave heroes of the faith that we we read about earlier, they didn't know what these Hebrew Christians knew. And they, they trusted in God, they knew God, they trusted in him, but they didn't know Jesus. They trusted in God's promise to give them a better resurrection, but they didn't see the evidence of it in the resurrection of Jesus. In chapter 12, the author of Hebrews says that Jesus himself was able to be a hero because his trust in a better resurrection. Because for the joy set before him, he endured the shame of the cross. He gave up his pride, any pride that he possibly could have had on that cross in anyone's eyes. That was the most shameful place. And now these Christians, knowing what happened to Jesus and his better resurrection, well, they ought to be able to be heroes as well. They ought to be able to face their fears because they have God's promises. And they have the example of Jesus. They have the example of the resurrection of Jesus. So they should be heroes too, assured of their own coming resurrection to new life. Let's read this from verse 1. Verse 1. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith, who, for the joy set before him, endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. So can you see what the passage is saying? All those heroes who chose faith over fear, who even died as they served and obeyed God, they did it because of their faith in God's promises, their faith in a better resurrection. And now, in Jesus, that resurrection has begun. There is an everlasting, eternal, resurrected life, something they know about. A life in a better world. And this is the promise for all who believe in Jesus. For all who rely on his death and and resurrection. Everyone who relies on his death and resurrection. So what does this passage say then to us today? It tells us we can be heroes for more than one day. We too can choose faith over fear. In believing in Jesus, we can live as heroes facing our fears, risking our lives. And why? Because Jesus has conquered death. Jesus is alive, resurrected, and he assures us that if we trust him to the end, we will receive the promised better resurrection. As surely as Jesus was raised to life this day, 2,000 years ago, we too will be raised to life if we believe in him. And so, if Jesus is Lord over our lives, we can follow him even into the scariest places like the heroes of old we can be heroes bravely serving God no matter what this passage tells us that heroes they must be willing to lose a few things there's a cost if they are to run the race that God has for them today I want to talk about three practical things that heroes may need to give up three things that heroes might need to give up as they look toward a better resurrection. And to help you remember them, they all start with the letter P. P. 
The first P is property. We may lose things that we own because of our faith. Last week we heard Jesus calls us to give generously to others. It hurts. We can see money, we can see property, we can see cars and clothes and food. But when we follow Jesus, we know that our eternal security is not found in property. We know that our security is in the better resurrection, the eternal life, in the better world. And so, trusting in Jesus, trusting in the resurrection of Jesus, we should be able to face the the loss of our property. Whether we give it away generously or whether it's taken away in some kind of persecution, we, we can be heroes, even if it means the loss of property, because we know there's a better resurrection. Second, we may lose popularity, popularity because of our faith. We love it when others think well of us, when they respect us, when they tell us that we're good. I think this is why we fear persecution. We're scared of what people will think of us. We're worried that they won't treat us the same. But friends, because of the resurrection of Jesus, we know that God loves and accepts us. We know that we're right before God. And that matters, not just for a little while, that matters for eternity. And so, once again, if we look to the resurrection of Jesus, we can be heroes. Heroes who are willing to give up popularity bravely to serve Jesus, bravely tell other people about him. If these people we care about don't realise their need for Jesus, they will die without the hope of a better resurrection. And so, we can... We should. We must be heroes and face our fears so that they may be saved. We may lose some popularity, but heroes risk their lives for others. So therefore, we should pray for opportunities to share the gospel so that our parents and our peers, our family and our friends may be saved. We should be heroes and be brave and take the chance to face our fear of losing popularity for the faith in the better resurrection. And lastly, this is not one that you may have to lose. This is one that you will lose, that we're called to lose, our pride. As the letter says that we need to look forward to the better resurrection and cast off anything that hinders, the sin that entangles. We need to cast off our pride. Now, what, what do I mean by our pride? I mean our pride about thinking about who we are, our pride of who we are and and what we have achieved or who we will be and what we will achieve in this life. See, it it just doesn't make sense. If you're looking to a better life, why would you invest so much in this life, in this time? Think about it. Won't that make us much more willing to give up what we have for others? Won't that that help us to, to feel freer? We'd, be, we'd feel freer not having to worry about what others think about us if we're not proud, if we realise that we are only saved by Jesus and that we have a better life, that we don't need to worry about what others think about us in this life. We need, don't need to worry about trying to have a great image of ourselves in this life. We have a better life to come. So we should be thinking about that. This passage reminds us that when we're heroes, when we give up this life for God... We give it up so that others may be saved. We give it up, and when we do that, 
the world isn't worthy of us. So when we let go of our pride, it helps others be free from this rat race. It helps others be free from this dog-eat-dog world. They, they have become proud. They become brave. They, they're willing to lose their pride and trust in Jesus and have this freedom of life too. So why waste time trying to be worthy of this world when this world is not going to be worthy of us? If we're looking to the better resurrection, we know we have a better, better new life in Jesus. We can face our fear of losing our pride, knowing that our hope isn't in ourselves, but in Jesus and the better life to come. Have you been a visitor here today? Are you a visitor here today? Perhaps someone invited you along. I really want to say welcome, especially here on Easter Sunday. It's so great that you're here and we love to have you here. There's something I'd like you to think about too. Have you thought about why your friend or your workmate or your family member invited you? You know, they probably felt a little bit worried about inviting you. Worried that you would laugh at them. Worried that you would be annoyed with them. It was a bit of a risk. Your friend or workmate or family member... Maybe they didn't just invite you to church. Maybe they invited you for lunch or for dinner as well. Why would they do that? Why would they be so hospitable and generous, willing to spend so much time and money with you? Answer, because they believe there's a better resurrection and they want you to know about it as well. They want you to realise that there is a better resurrection than just coming back to life. A better life that survives even death. A life that gives true hope, true joy and true peace. That person who invited you, they're actually a bit of a hero. They risk their popularity, even a bit of their, even a bit of their uh, property. And I'm sure if you push them, they're going to be happy to lose their pride to tell you how much they need Jesus too. So you can know about the better resurrection. They will do all of these things so that that hope can be yours if you put your hope and your trust and your faith in Jesus. At the start, I told you about Dawson Trotman. He died saving that girl. But that's actually not why he is my hero. Dawson Trotman actually spent his whole life telling people about Jesus. Trotman spent his life showing hospitality to others so he could share the hope of God with them and then taking the opportunity to to share with them about Jesus who died and who rose again from them, the, the assurance of a new life on Easter Sunday. He cared so much and he did it for so many people that they were inspired to do the same thing for others. He's actually made a massive difference in this world. Camp Crusaders, that, that, that was part of his legacy, that he inspired that guy to start, start up Campus Crusaders. He started up the Navigators. And if, if you ever use the word disciple as a verb, such as, I want to disciple others, I want to be discipled, that's actually part of his legacy. That comes from Dawson Trotman, because that's what he did. By the time he died, Dawson had shared the gospel, and discipled thousands. And those that he discipled shared that with others as well. 
Over a thousand US ships in the Navy had someone on them that was discipled by him or by those who were discipled by him. But you may never have heard of him because he gave up his pride, he gave up his popularity, he gave up even his property so that even people like you might have faith in Jesus, realising the hope of the better resurrection through what Jesus has done. Trotman didn't just die to save someone, he lived his whole life to save people. At his funeral, Billy Graham put it this way, that Dawson Trotman gave his life the way he lived, holding others up. Do you want to be a hero? Do you want to live a life worth living? A brave and faithful life. A life that eternally benefits other people. A life that's pleasing to God. It will cost you. It will cost you your pride. It may well cost you your uh, popularity. It may well cost you your property. It may even cost you your life. But friends, Jesus was resurrected on that first Easter Sunday. And he offers a better resurrection. So friends, let's trust Jesus and live as heroes. We can be heroes for more than one day. Giving up our lives so that others may truly live. Let's pray. Dear Lord, we thank you that you are such a great hero. Jesus, you're you're such a great hero. You didn't just die and give your life for us. You defeated death itself and you promised new life for all of us who put their trust in you. We want that better resurrection. We come to you for that better resurrection. Help us trust you for this better resurrection. Remind us of this new life to come and give us the strength to lose our pride, risk losing popularity, risk losing our property, also that others too, whom we know and love, may have this hope of new life as well. This life we see here on this Resurrection Sunday. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.